NBA Odds Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is giving back this Thanksgiving by offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. Keep all that money. If you lose, also congrats because you get back your money. MyBookie will give you back all your money if you lose. That's a full refund. That's for both new and existing customers. And if you're new... Don't forget to use that promo code SGP for up to $1,000 in free bets at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the number one men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. What's going on? You are listening to NBA Odds Pod, the best NBA gambling and fantasy basketball podcast in the universe. I am your humble host, Ryan McKee. You can follow me, as always, on Twitter at the Ryan McKee. I'm also the site editor for sportsgamblingpodcast.com, where I have tons of great sports gambling and fantasy content. And guess what? Just like this podcast, it is all free. We're not one of those highfalutin subscription services with the people all the people uh okay so i've got two great guests on today's episode first we have zach broner zach picks every nba game against the spread and posts his picks on our website he's over 500 for this season so he is making you money if you're betting his picks he also writes a new friday nba props column so check that out and for our second guest we have matt tusick Full disclosure, he is my cousin. Uh, He also does know his shit. He writes for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It's his first time on the podcast, and I'm proud of him. He brings it. He's got a new Taco Tuesday stat for you for LeBron. He's got a new buddy stat for you for Russell Westbrook. He's got a hot take on Kyrie Irving being too scared of his revenge games. Uh, So without further ado, let's get to it with Zach up first. Um, we don't have odds for the week, but what games are you looking at hitting? Who do you got this week? First one I like, and I, I like it a lot, is going to be Cleveland at home to Brooklyn Monday night. Brooklyn's the only team on the Monday slate that will be coming off a of back-to-back. They play Sunday as they play tomorrow as well. And with Kyrie out, they're already kind of has some limited backcourt depth. Cleveland, on the other hand, yes, we'll, we'll see what happens against Portland tonight, but they're going in off a six-game losing streak, and I feel like people are kind of resigned to you know, give up on, on this team, which seems like they, they might be the worst in the league. And that's kind of the perfect that's kind of the perfect situation for me to jump back on them. No, I was going to say, like, uh, they've been a little frisky, but Kevin Love's been hurt. He's uh, out again tonight, Saturday game. Yeah, Kevin Love's been hurt. They have been frisky. But this six-game losing streak, I feel like we'll see if they give up. I, I, I think people generally are a little quick to, like, put the, oh, they're so bad, they're tanking narrative onto a team just because they lost six straight. Um, they come back home for this Portland game tonight. We'll see what happens. Like I said, if Cleveland goes off as a short dog in that game to Brooklyn, 
I think that'll, that, that'll be a good spot. And I have a hard time believing that'll be a public play. So you always like to see that too. Yeah. If you had to guess right now, what would you put the line at? I would say like maybe Brooklyn minus three, Brooklyn minus three and a half. Even with Kyrie out and then probably depends on Kevin Love's. Yeah, that could be that could be me getting a little excited. Maybe it'll be closer to a pick. OK, I, I think that's a great pick. All right. Uh, you said you have another Monday night game. Yeah, I got two more for Monday. Um, Charlotte at Miami. Um, I think, you know, Miami will probably be a pretty sizable favorite here, maybe in the double digits. Um, but they've been just destroying everybody at home this year. When I was prepping for the pod, I was kind of going through their game log. You know, they they've won consistently at home by you know double digits or 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 close to it. And the Charlotte team, while yes, you know, we've talked about them probably more than uh, most other NBA podcasts have yeah. so far this year. You know, I've liked them at home, but this Miami team is a, is a class above. And, and and so far this year, they've shown an ability to sort of enforce that 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 level of you know dominance at home. So. I like this spot for Miami, and uh, as long as this is within, you know, 10 points, maybe 11, 12 points, I think think I'll be firing on Miami. Um, And another trend out there, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's been a huge uh, Miami first quarter trend that I don't have in front of me, but they've been dominant in in first quarters, like coming out hot, uh, you know, routinely. They had that crazy Duncan Robinson game the other night. But yeah, yeah, like against Chicago last night, they went up 18 in the first Went up 10 in the first against Cleveland the night before that. Went up 7 against the Pelicans the night before that. Uh, went up 12 the night before that. So that's uh, at least four in a row for you on the Heat first quarter. Yeah, yeah. no. I, so I haven't had a chance to watch the Heat as much as I'd like because I've been working a lot and I'm on the West Coast. And so they have a lot of early games on the East Coast. So I haven't got it a chance, especially not catching their first quarters. But all right, that's good to know. So I definitely... Keep out for uh, keep a watch out for those first quarter odds. Yeah, so maybe I'll say in that in that Charlotte Miami game, I'll, I'll I'll tweet it out when it comes. But I would say Miami first quarter uh, might be a good play there, especially with Miami strip club uh, factor coming in off the off the, <laughs> off the uh, flight flight in from Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Charlotte is on the uh, strip clubs like that Rockets team, but you never know. <laughs> Who do you got on the next Monday night game? Yeah, the last one I have for Monday, um, Toronto's going to be at home to Philly. I'm honestly curious to see what the number is here. I kind of am hoping that Toronto goes off as a dog. I, I probably doubt that. But I just think this Toronto team is kind of there. It's super quiet around them right now. Obviously, with no Kawhi, people don't want to treat them like the defending champion. And I'm not saying they deserve that type of respect. But with how inconsistent this Philly team has been offensively, these two teams know each other well. There's bad blood from a playoff series last year. And I think Toronto will will, will want to step up at home with, with, with Philly coming in. Um, so we'll see on the line. But um, assuming this is, you know, somewhere within two or three points either way. Um, I think Toronto wins this game outright Monday night. Yeah, I, I feel like people are still sleeping on Toronto, and they've looked good. I mean, you definitely have uh, Pascal Siakam playing out of his mind. I mean, he has gone from most improved player to a legit like MVP long shot. No, I mean, Pascal, I, like who saw this coming is, is the thing. It's like it just yeah. kind of it kind of like rattles the whole idea of like player evaluation and saying who's good when they're young because like this is a, i'm pretty sure he averaged like two points a game two years ago now right. you know I think he was at seven points but yeah it was something like that yeah yeah seven points uh but yeah i mean he's he's legit and and this this raptors team yeah they're 
no one's talking. Everyone's talking about Boston. This Toronto team is ten and four. You know, Boston's eleven and four. But yeah, I mean, I think that this Toronto team is still going to have something to say in the Eastern Conference. And given how quiet it is around them, I like them at home in a big game that gives them a chance to sort of reassert themselves in the Eastern Conference playoff hierarchy discussion. Yeah, I think uh, right now is a time when you can still take advantage of the preseason narratives. And everybody had already written off the Raptors um, because Kawhi left, but they've been a lot better than people thought. And the lines haven't totally reflected that yet. Yeah, I mean, like the other night, um, they I think they were a three-point favorite at home to the Magic or like a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And, you know, I thought the line was crazy, but I went with my gut and took Toronto, and they and they covered that easily. But, yeah, I, I, I think this Toronto team is really good. They also haven't lost at home yet this year, 6-0 and straight up. Uh, what are you liking for championship odds right now? Yeah, I mean, call it square, but I, I still like this Lakers to win the championship plus 300. Um, I think we talked about Utah last week. I, I, I listened back to the pod and thought I was getting a little bit cute. I really think that this Lakers team is by far the best team in the league. They've looked outstanding. They've looked outstanding. And with LeBron playing at this level, I feel like like given how quickly the media and, and the universe reacts to everything, like, yeah, we didn't have LeBron in the playoffs last year. But if you look back the 10 years prior to that, I mean, this man was a one-man wrecking crew, and he was by far the best player in the league. It looks like he's back to that level. The, the team around him is 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 arguably the best he's ever had around him in his career. David is without question the best player he's played alongside. Yes, but without question, and, and and like the, these role players like are, are are playing elite. You know, Dwight Howard's playing great. Uh, Kuzma is looking good right now. Caruso, yeah. good. I mean, th- this is a really, really, really good team, and I think. People were Danny so Green quick. is a legit playoff threat when he gets in there. Like yep. he 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 he's been there before. He's he's a veteran. Yep, and and, and I feel like I, I wonder what you think about this. But people were so excited about the idea of the Warriors' downfall that the league will be somehow you know more democratic this year, and there will be more opportunities for different teams. That I feel like there's been a hesitancy to call any one team the best team in the league, and I just think this Lakers team is that team. I mean, yeah, the the Clippers are great. Uh, the Bucks are great. Those are both really good basketball teams. But in my eyes, right now, nothing is close to the potential of LeBron and AD in the playoffs. And, and, and so there's an argument to to make that the Clippers are closer to the, the Lakers than you're le- letting on. I mean, PG-13 has looked outstanding since he's been back. Their game, his game with Kawhi's fits together real well. And then I don't think anybody has as good a scoring punch coming off the bench as Lou Williams and Harrell. Yeah, there's, there's, you're, you're definitely right. There's arguments to be made that I, I, I'm not letting on the Clippers, but I just think LeBron is somehow a little bit underrated right now in that, like, he didn't lose a playoff series to anybody besides the Warriors, and I still think we're sort of in that realm. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with the Clippers. I mean, I mean, the the one thing about Kawhi and PG, and and, and it'll definitely improve over time. And I trust Doc Rivers, but if you watch that the, them in the late game, I don't actually think they're playing off each other super well. They complement each other well, perhaps, but like if one of them has the ball, the other one was just sort of standing in the corner in in their first two games playing together, obviously. Yeah, I mean, they just started playing together, but you're right. Although I don't know how different that is from a lot of the other stars in the league. Yes, it's definitely not. The one thing I do like is that the LeBron Anthony Davis pick and roll I know is going to be deadly no matter what. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just super high on this Lakers team, and like like I I just think Lakers at plus three hundred. It, it, it is still somewhat of good value. And, and like I said, I, 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 you know, the jazz or the nuggets or the teams like this, 
it's fun to talk about, but I don't think I see either of those, any of those teams beating the Lakers or the Clippers in a, in a seven game series. Anybody in the East that you like uh, as maybe more of a long shot getting hot in the playoffs and then coming in to a Clippers or a Lakers team that could be banged up or something like that and get lucky almost like Toronto did this year. Um, I mean, I think I think the Bucks are certainly really good, and and no one's talking about them right now. They're they're pretty much, in, in my opinion, just as good as last year. And people want to point to that Brogdon loss as if it's breaking them. It's not. I mean, they're still they're still in first place in the East. I think a team like Miami or Boston, people have sort of caught on to both of those. But Miami, you got it like twenty five to one right now, and Boston, you got at ten to one. Yeah, I mean, those those aren't necessarily great odds, but I do think. The Eastern Conference is not going to be just Bucks and Sixers. I do think, you know, like we said earlier, that Toronto, Boston, and Miami are going to have something to say in the Eastern Conference playoffs. So maybe you like something there. And then another thing I'll just point out is that, like, yes, the yes, the uh, trade market is super quiet right now. But knowing this league, you know that a move is going to get made that's going to that's going to alter the landscape of, of of one or both conferences. So it's just something to you know, keep in the back of your mind, even though there's no big names per se on, on, on the block right now. Of the top contenders, like, like the Lakers or like the Celtics, who would you see making a move? I, w- I mean, I think the Celtics definitely could make, be making a move for a big, uh, that, that's sort of a, that, that, that's been talked about a lot. So not, not an original take by me, but they need a big to sort of fill in where that right now they're playing Cantor and Daniel Tice and time Lord. Um, the Lakers, Obviously, it would be nice to make a move, but you know, just the way their their salary is constructed, they're really the only move they have to make is packaging Danny Green and and, and Kuzma as the asset. I don't think that that I don't think that necessarily pays off. It'll be interesting to see because because like you know, as they always say, like in this league, you know, something's going to come out of nowhere and somebody's going to upgrade that that we're not expecting. Moving on to MVP talk, anyone you like. Besides the two top contenders of Harden and uh, Giannis, not really. I mean, obviously, Luca. You have to mention him after what he's done these past couple of weeks has been insane. And like, they're 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 a playoff team as of right now, so you can't really hit him with that good stats, bad team argument that 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 usually could be applied. But for him to keep this up, Porzingis is going to have to start playing a lot better. Like he. It's it's going to be a lot on his teammates to ha- have him continue his MVP season. Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, they're going to have to be a better team overall, like you said, in order to like keep up his performance because right now he's carrying them. What do you think's up with Porzingis? He has not been good at all this year, in my opinion. Yeah, he hasn't looked good. I I feel like he uh, I feel like he and Luca are still figuring out how to play together. He's still coming back from that injury. He just hasn't looked like himself. I just, in New York, he was the star. Everybody kind of just cleared out, and he got to do what he wants, and now it's Luca's team. So maybe he's just still finding his identity. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I, I, I like Porzingis, but I don't think he knows how to be a, a number two option yet. And and I think he didn't know. I don't think he knew what going to Dallas would entail in terms of this is truly Luca's team, and it's not even a question. Like, it's not Luca and KP's team. It's Luca. It's Luca's team, and KP's their second best player. So he's going to have to get right mentally and sort of adjust into, into that mindset. But going back to the MVP discussion, yeah, I mean, Harden and Giannis are both playing at such ridiculously good levels. I mean, Harden has a legitimate chance to average 35 plus this season. Yeah, what is he at? 38 points per game right now with almost eight assists, which is like really just 
outstanding for him. I mean, he, it's just stupid. He's incredible. People are really sleeping on him because a lot of people just complain they don't like watching him. They don't like his game. I, I feel like it's going to be hard for him to construct a positive narrative around him right now. He just seems like people are real down on him. That's why I wouldn't take him at, at plus 350 or whatever he is. But after people started shaming him a lot for not playing defense on Twitter, uh, he actually started playing better defense. Maybe this strip club stat is going to make him stay at home when he when he's or stay in the hotel when he's on the road and start playing better on the road as well. Yeah, I mean, and 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 they've been playing better defense as a team. Um, so we'll see. But you know, I think betting the, into the MVP markets at this stage is, is kind of tough because, like you said, like there's really no one crashing the party. But at the same time, it's like okay, Harden is going to have a, a tough time building like the positive PR to win it and Giannis everyone's kind of tired of talking about the Bucks after last season so neither of them really has the narrative but at the same time I feel like people do like Giannis a lot more um because he just seems like such like a fun loving guy and there's also the story like people might want him to he's gonna be like what the fourth player since 2006 behind like Nash LeBron and Curry to win back-to-back in consecutive you know to win a back-to-back MVP trophies I could see people just liking that narrative. Yeah, I mean, I I, I I agree with you, but I also feel like it has been pretty quiet around Milwaukee this year so far for for a twelve and three team. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I wanted to point out too that you had uh, mentioned last night that you thought there was definitely going to be a, a James Harden strip club game last night when he came to L.A. I, I think that was fair, <laughs> but I think he disappointed you at forty two eight and twelve against the Clippers and. Almost led his team to win. No, he 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 went off last night. <laughs> Looking down, just like the long. Sh- is there any dart throws you would throw at MVP right now? Not really. The when I was looking at this earlier, one that kind of caught my eye was Jimmy Butler, sixty-six to one. Ooh, he's been pretty good this year. I just was thinking it because I knew we were going to talk the Heat a little bit, and I feel like they could be a potential, you know, top two or three seed in the East. The thing is, these numbers are pretty short on like the Jokic, Embiid, Kawhi, LeBron, AD, who I think is is sort of the solidified next tier. And I don't think any of them are worth firing at the numbers that they're at right now. I mean, if LeBron averages, let's see what, what LeBron's averaging right now. If, if LeBron keeps up the way he's playing and the Lakers are the number one team in the league record wise, do you think he gets it over Giannis? No. Unless like Davis gets hurt and the, they still continue to be like the best team in the league. I just don't see, you know, people are just going to give too much credit to Davis. They're going to split that vote. I just think Giannis has nobody else there that's even close to him. Yeah. Kind of insane. LeBron's averaging 25 a game and he's 15th in the league in scoring average. Yeah. And he's leading the league in assists as well. I mean, he's like a yeah. legit point guard now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's been, I mean, I, I, I used to absolutely despise LeBron and I have to say, I've really enjoyed watching him play this year. All right, I'm gonna throw a, a one like total long shot out at you and let me know what you think. Pascal Siakam, fifty to one for MVP. He was last year's most improved player. What if Giannis gets injured, Harden and Westbrook start to implode, and Luca hits his sophomore slump? Is there any chance Pascal Siakam gets that narrative, leads the Raptors to a much better record than people thought? Yeah, no, I I I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I feel like the one thing you need to win MVP this year is like a few moments that like go viral on, on social media. And it's like, Oh, you had a game winner or whatever, had a crazy game. 
So he'd need a, he'd need a few of those. But I mean, counting stats is averaging twenty five nine and four on a really good team in the East. So yeah, I I could see that theoretically. You know, people in, are definitely the, talking about case. him because they did not expect him to jump to this next level. Like he's been an early season talking point. Yeah, he's been awesome. Not he, as much like, as Luca, but definitely. Yeah, um, and 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 that's the thing though. Like Luca had that first quarter against the Warriors that everyone shared on Twitter. And he had like the dagger three a few nights ago against the Spurs that goes viral. And that's kind of drives the quote unquote narrative around, around, around individual awards. Uh, awesome. All right. Moving on. Do you have like a advanced stat of the week for me or anything else you wanted to throw out there? Yeah, I was going to throw out uh, just one thing I, I, I've noticed is that the, the, the top 10 teams in defense all have a winning record compared to the top 10 teams in offense. Four of them have a losing record. And and that that's nothing revolutionary, but I, I just feel like anyone in, in today's NBA, for the most part, can sort of analytics and space their way into a good offense. Like you look what the Wizards are doing, great shot profile, take a lot of threes, and and they the Wizards have the second best offense in the league. What's gotten kind of lost in 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 the discussion around the league the last few years is that what separates a good team is the ability to play defense and and, and especially in big games get stops. And so I just wanted to highlight that. Um, like the Clippers defense has been insane in the fourth quarters uh, with, with, with their with their talent on, on that end. The Lakers have been super locked in on defense. So, yeah, I just want to give a little shout out to the defensive teams and not, nothing really special. But yeah. So you are, look, you, are you looking at that a lot when you're picking games? Yeah, I'm looking at that a lot. I mean, I think when, when you're picking individual games, individual stats can be sort of misleading in that like. Oh, you know, you don't know when when the regression is going to come or, or when a number is going to prove itself out. But just in terms of evaluating like power numbers and, and saying who's better than who, I think defense is, is is probably the first thing I'm looking at. I like it. Okay. I mean, it, you're right. It doesn't seem revolutionary, but I think that's something people forget, and, uh, especially with all the advanced stats that people like to talk about. Yeah, and and like I feel like with the the way the Warriors kind of changed the discussion around the league, defense w- was also you know a key part of what helped the Warriors build their dynasty. And defense is going to be a key part of whatever, you know, the Lakers or, or, or the Clippers or the Bucks or whoever wants to accomplish this year. I mean, you look, you look at a team like Denver, they've been really, really struggling on offense and, and, and it's been almost concerning. But what's kept them afloat has been their defense. And that's now, you know, the second best team in the West right now. So um, I think, you know, these truly elite teams, what's going to separate them throughout the season is their ability to play consistent defense despite the sort of variables of every team in the league taking so many threes now. Um, the one thing that'll always carry you and you can always rely on is your ability to get stops. I like it. I like it. Attention, past, present, and future, my bookie players. For this week only, my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra spending money. If you lose... Congratulations as well. MyBookie will give you all your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk and all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to try sports building but have a lot of questions? Don't sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the whole process. And the best part is, if you join now, you still have a last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log into MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code SGP. And MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. 
Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true sports fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply can't lose. So hop on that gravy tune and get in the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid at mybookie.ag. Promo code SGP. Ba, 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 basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Ba, 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 basketball, gimme, gimme. Joining me right now is uh, Cleveland Sharp, who uh, goes by the name Matt Tusick. You know, I married into the family, so he's my cousin by marriage. But I feel like you're my third cousin by like a second marriage. How does that feel? Yeah, well, you know, that's and it hurts almost a little bit because I do say my cousin when I get on you know, stuff for a sports gambling podcast. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Well, and it just sounds better than saying, well, my cousin's husband. So it makes it seem a little bit more official. Yeah. I mean, if if I were you, I would definitely call me your cousin also because, uh, you know, I, I bring a lot more to the table. Yeah, that actually that, that does make sense. Like if I'm going to brag that my cousin won an Emmy, I can't say my cousin's husband. It lose a little luster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's much cleaner if you just say cousin. So I like that. Going forward, I'll refer to you as my cousin as well. How's that? That's my uh, that'll be my Christmas gift to you. So starting next at the end of next month, I'm gifting you my cousinhood. It's like a night like a knighthood. It means a lot, especially because now I can start telling girls in bars that my cousin's verified on Twitter. Uh, this is Matt's first time on the podcast. Welcome to NBA Odds Pod. Is it everything you ever dreamed of? You know, it's just such a great opportunity. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to learn a little bit and hopefully, you know, give some good takes to the fans out there. Try to win everyone some money during this tough stretch of basketball and football and all the different types of gambling going on at one time right now. I love it. Okay. Who you got this week? Looking at the schedule this week, I was pretty excited. I am from Cleveland and I saw that Brooklyn was going to Cleveland, then going to Boston. And then the day after Thanksgiving, Boston was going to Brooklyn to play them again. So Kyrie was going to have potentially three revenge games in a row. But the unfortunate thing, that would have been great TV, but Kyrie is a fraud. It's just another example that he's soft and a fraud. He's got faking a shoulder injury and only missing those three games as of right now. My Wait, belief, but he, he's actually missed a few games leading up to this. Yeah, but that's probably, I don't mean to, you know, I don't mean to poke holes in your theory. No, but if you're a fraud and a snake, he was worried about this week months ago. So he knew he can't just completely stop right before. So he's like, if I sprinkle a couple of missed games before this week, then people won't call me out. But I think the avid fans and the people that know Kyrie know what he's doing here. Okay, so you're saying, so most players would have this week coming up marked on their calendar as like, this is going to be my big revenge week. This is when I'm really going to go off. But you're saying Kyrie had it marked on his calendar before the season as I'm. this is a week I'm going to avoid because I'm soft. 100%. And mostly because he's he's still probably afraid of Marcus Smart bullying him on a regular basis. He didn't want to go toe-to-toe with him on the court. And Marcus Smart has been really good this season. Yeah, he's a bulldog. He, uh, I mean, if Rudy Gobert didn't already have like a defensive player of the year locked up, I would love a uh, Marcus, the odds on Marcus Smart for defensive player of the year. You know, I, it's tough from the guard position sometimes, but I mean, the guy's a bulldog. He gives 120%, and Kyrie didn't want to mess with that. And he knows Brad Stevens' teams play good defense. 
and we were joking a little bit before the pod that Marcus Smart most likely, uh, most I won't even say most likely, most definitely bullied Kyrie in the locker room when he was a Celtic. Oh yeah, he was definitely giving him five stars occasionally, probably hiding his clothes um, while Kyrie was in the shower. You know, just the typical bully moves. He probably got a swirly at one point. I could see him figuring out Kyrie's phone password and then like uh, texting back uh, all Kyrie's side bitches as like, you know, bullshit like, oh, I have diarrhea tonight, so I can't come out. Most likely. And if any, if it wasn't that, it was probably he was probably just swooping in all the time. And uh, and I will say Matt was a collegiate wrestler. So, you know, about some uh, locker room talk, some locker room antics. And so you you would I would call you a, 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 an expert on this, right? You know what? I, I appreciate that. I, I would think so. I, I know a lot about it. All right. So as a gambler, what does it mean that Brooklyn is going into these revenge games without Kyrie there for the revenge? You know, it, that makes it tough. But I, I would say, you know, for the Cavs, Beeline's going to have his boys ready to run. And they're going to be in shape. But, you know, they're so young, you don't know what's happening. So I'm staying away from that one. But... The Boston matchup. What's the what's the word in like Cleveland right now in the Cavs? Like they've been sneaky fun. They have been sneaky fun, and I think we have. I think we had an old school coach that doesn't put up with nonsense. You know, treat make sure that they're preparing mentally the right way, and we know we're going to be bad. But I think the the goal for the year is that we want to not look terrible, and we want Tristan and Kevin to play well enough that they can get traded for some good value. Because we do have to finish in the bottom 10 or we lose our first round pick. So you're saying they're going to beat some teams. You're not expecting them to be continue going forward because they're really trying to play up Tristan and Kevin Love's value. And then the second half of the year, you probably shouldn't bet him at all. Yeah, no, they're going to make it as hard as possible. They can't, they can't finish outside the top 10 or they lose their first round pick. And then pretty soon we're Milwaukee from 10 years ago where we're the 8th best team in the conference or we're the 10th best team. We need at least another piece. Have you ever thought of starting your own sportsbook but don't know how? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with an inclusive, professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer service going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right, we keep getting we, we keep getting off of uh, the gambling. So you're saying Brooklyn, Cleveland, even though it's a revenge game, you're just staying away from it. Yeah, exactly. But I would say Celtics, Brooklyn, those guys, I think they want to put on a show. And I think the Celtics are going to smoke Brooklyn. I know we don't know what the spread is yet, especially with Kyrie being out. It might be a little bit high, but they want to put on a show while Kyrie's sitting in some ridiculous outfit on the sideline. Absolutely. You know, I think, you know, uh, Brad Stevens, the Celtics coach, he looks like a choir boy, but you know he's got a mean streak in him. I can definitely see him wanting to prove a point with Kyrie gone and just running up the score. So I don't know if Vegas can set this line high enough. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think they're all upset that Kyrie came in with Diva and then left them. I think a lot of it is how much do they really care about each game? It does go into it to an extent. So I think for games like this, I think the Celtics have shown up. 
All right, awesome. All right, moving on. Another game uh, this week on the slate that you picked, Clippers-Mavs. What's your thoughts here? I think this is an exciting matchup. However, so I think the I think the spread when it comes out will be reasonably close. You know, maybe like Clippers minus three, minus four, something like that. But I'm all over the Clippers this week for getting that game. I think Dallas is still too young, and I think Cowie, if he plays, will shut down Luca. I'm guessing they'll probably put him on him a lot. But I'm I'm all over the Clippers. Where do you, where are you thinking? And Luca's been as hot as any player in the league. I mean, he is tied with Harden at the top for win shares. Um, he's leading in PER over Giannis. You can look at just about any stat, and he's just killing it. Really depends on the line. Really depends on Kawhi, uh, Kawhi sitting out. But I got to say, since PG-13 has come back to this team and started playing, they are playing on just a whole nother level. Like It's like ridiculous that in their second unit, they have Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, and they're like the most deadly pick and roll in the league. I think just the older, more experienced team, I think they will, as long as the spread's not something too crazy, um, because, you know, as a sharp, you bet the number, not the team. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the Clippers wouldn't handily and cover that spread. All right, cool. And then the other game you picked for this week is Lakers-Pelicans. Um, now, this is going to be some... Revenge game for a number of Pelicans, theoretically. Who do you like? Well, I think we got a couple couple things to really think about this game. All very important stuff, but you know, not not a lot of things you can measure on paper. So I think the first one we got to talk about is you know the whole trade, right? So half the Pelicans were on the Lakers last year, and as everyone knows, things didn't go great with LeBron. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I did some, I did a deep dive into the numbers um, on Taco Tuesdays. Okay. Right now, LeBron is averaging 23 points, 46% from the field, and 4.2 turnovers. And that's pretty much his stat line. His field goal percentage is 48% in all other games. Um, he's turned the ball over about four times all other games. So right now, there's no correlation on Tuesdays. Okay. However, this game is the first Wednesday game of the year. I think, you know, it's tough to judge because we don't know how LeBron's body responds. It was such a fine-tuned machine after housing potentially 10 tacos Tuesday night. Yeah, LeBron is definitely all in on Taco Tuesdays this season. I mean, he's been leading the crowd in Taco Tuesday chants I've seen. He uh, sent uh, taco trucks to the firefighters who were fighting the wildfires by his house. That was a big storyline around L.A. Yep. So definitely this might be the season of uh, LeBron Taco Tuesdays. Yeah. Are you saying he might be a little lethargic the day after Taco Tuesday? Yeah. Right now, I think him posting on his Instagram story and yelling Taco Tuesday on the night before a game may be more important to him than the actual game. He's probably not going through the same pre-game routine. Oh, all right. I like it. That's a hot take right there. Yeah. In New Orleans as well, so it is a home game, which I know will be factored into the spread, but I kind of like New Orleans in that game. I think you might be breaking some uh, news here with this Taco Tuesday stat on uh, LeBron. Yeah, you know, I just took a deep dive in the numbers. I was expecting to see, you know, some type of variation, but, you know, his stats are very close on Tuesday. But with this being the first Wednesday game of the year from them, I think this is when we'll see, you know, a dip from his season average numbers. So I wouldn't be playing him on DraftKings that game either. Holy shit. Well, I got to say, if this plays <laughs> out, you're going to be pretty famous. 
you just might get verified on Twitter, <laughs> except you don't even have a Twitter account. So you'll have to start a Twitter account and then get verified. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's that's the next step. Uh, I really like what you got here. Um, so let's move on to futures. Who do you got for the championship right now? It's pretty open right now, um, both the West and the East. And yep. a good one that jumped out to me is the Boston Celtics at plus 1,000. Okay. And, you know, looking at the board, you've got the Clippers in front of them, the Lakers in front of them, the Bucks, the 76ers, Houston. So they've got about the seventh or eighth best odds right now. But if you look at stats like, you know, real plus or minus, offensive rating, defensive rating, net rating, if you look at, you know, power rankings on any website, they're about one or two on most of those. And I think we forgot, you know, with how they finished last year, how loaded that roster really is and how good of a coach Brad Stevens is. I think they're a pretty good value to potentially sneak up, win the East, and then once it gets to the NBA Finals, you know, anything can happen. So I really like the value at plus 1,000. I got to say, uh, from just years of rooting against the Celtics, I got to say that I hate this bet, but I also <laughs> really like your logic. Um I'm, I, I I can definitely see, they seem like a lot of people count them out just based off last year. I think last year was an absolute just aberration. Brad Stevens is a great coach. Kyrie just totally submarined the whole season. Now they've got Kemba in there from all accounts. Everybody's super happy in the locker room. Marcus Smart's not slapping people on the back. He's not stealing people's clothes. <laughs> um, I think it's just like a really cohesive locker room. Yeah, they got the fraud out of town. All right, that's a good one. All right, you got anybody else you like? Um, they're probably my top one right now. And then, you know, I, I'm for me, I'm staying away from the West because I really think between the Clippers, Lakers, and Houston, any of those teams can win the West. And they're all at some, okay. you're, you know, you're not getting great odds on any of them. So if I'm betting any futures on the championship right now, I'm picking a team or two from the East. I mean, I would rather take Milwaukee at plus 625 than the Lakers or Clippers at plus 300 or plus 275 on for the current my bookie odds, just because I think they, you know, once you get to the finals, a lot can happen. I think those teams are all very close. But between the Clippers, Lakers, and Houston, I'm not sure who's going to win out of there. So I would rather take the teams that I think have just as good of a shot at making the finals and the better odds. I, I like that. Um, what do you think about something like uh, the Raptors? They're at uh, 33 to one right now. Um, and they've actually looked in. I think Pascal Siakam has really stepped up. He is also great. We haven't gotten into the MVP, though. I think he's a good long shot right now in the MVP race. How do you, what do you think about uh, the Raptors? Or also, we've got, um, I, I really like the Pacers right now at 85 to 1, uh, because I think when Oladipo comes back, who knows? You said, like, the East is wide open. Yeah, exactly. I'm not huge on the Pacers or Toronto. I just, I don't think they have the star power to get to the finals and win. But, you know, I would have maybe said that last year about Toronto. So if you really want to go on a long shot, the Pacers aren't bad. Oladipo shows up. Miles Turner's a stud. That's not at 85 to 1. Those are some pretty good odds. Okay, guys, I'm going to be honest. I have been manscaping for over 20 years now, and I'm still not great at it. Okay, I'm not sure I'm any better at it than I was 20 years ago when I first started because a girlfriend told me that she was not going to sleep with me until I got 
that under control down there. So, of course, I just went right at it, hacking away, and very nearly uh, severed some crucial arteries, I believe. And until I've got the new product that I'm about to talk about, I would put it off all the time. But now I have the Manscaped Lawnmower 2.0, which has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't snag or nick my nuts. It won't nick yours either. I don't care how big your nuts are. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Don't use the same trimmer on your face as you do your balls. That is just nasty. 85% of women think bad grooming is a major turnoff. That's from Dr. Drew, so you know that that is a real stat. 80% of women think men should be manscaped below the nuts. That's an independent study. I don't know where that comes from, but I believe it. 89% of men think that good grooming is essential to their professional success. That's from Business Wire. They have business in their name, so you know it's true. I am telling you, the... Manscaped Lawnmower 2.0 has saved my marriage, all right? No longer do I open up my pants and my wife goes, what the hell is going down down there? It is always trimmed, all right? Their Lawnmower 2.0 is so much better than their original trimmer. How much better? It now trims 60,000 strokes per minute, up 4,000 per minute from the original Lawnmower. The battery life is improved from 15 minutes on one charge to 60 minutes on one charge. That is a whole lot of trimming. And it includes a rechargeable battery pack no more AA batteries. The trimming head is now replaceable with the Lawnmower 2.02, and it is waterproof. So trim anywhere, outside in the rain. I mean, you might get arrested, but definitely in the shower. Preferably not at the gym where other guys can see you, but hey, that's, that's you. You do you. Don't just listen to me talk about it. Get into action and get your own Lawnmower 2.0 right now get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code sgp at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code sgp join the other dudes helping themselves with manscaped with a special offer just for my listeners get 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com that's right manscaped is offering nba odds pod listeners 20 percent off and free shipping so go get yours Go to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. Again, go to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP to get 20% off and free shipping. That's manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. Anybody else or should we move to MVP? No, the, the only other nugget I would say is, you know, the NBA ref Tim Donaghy, his movie's coming out soon. The one that had all of the scandals with the, you know, betting on the games that he was refing, stuff like that. And so, so he's been doing a ton of interviews and the more and more he talks about how the NBA is rigged and they want top market teams in the finals and go to game sevens and stuff. It kind of makes sense. So, I mean, it was, I think he's saying it's rigged during the David Stern era. Do you think it's really rigged now? You know, it's, it's tough to know. And obviously he's a disgruntled ex-employee, but it, it makes me think a little bit that the NBA may do you know, not officially or anything like that, but they may tell the refs they want them refs certain games that could potentially favor the larger market teams. I know for the NBA, it'd be better if it's Clippers, Lakers, Rockets versus Sixers, Bucks with Giannis or um, Boston compared to a team like Indiana getting into the finals. So that's the only thing that gives me cause for concern based off nothing really factual, but okay, <laughs> that's just one thing that gives me a little bit of pause for concern. All right, I gotcha. Uh, moving to MVP, we've got Giannis as the favorite at plus 225, Harden at plus 350, 
Uh, a lot of talk around Luca this week at 16 to 1. What are you thinking? I think this is really a two man race. I don't think anyone's going to be able to catch the stats of Giannis and Harden. I mean, Harden's averaging 38 points a game right now. I don't think he's slowing down. I think Russell's a team player, and they're never going to run into an issue that he's not getting his numbers. Um, so I think Harden's going to have huge stats throughout the year, and Houston's going to play pretty well. Giannis has been having huge stats as well. Um, I don't think there's enough usage available to Anthony Davis or LeBron for them to win MVP. And kind of the same thing with the Clippers between Cowie and Paul George. So I really think it's going to come down to either Giannis or Harden. And I kind of I just feel like I feel like uh, sorry to break in no, here, but good. I gotta say like. It, MVP, it all comes down to the storyline. Yep. Everybody is out on Harden right now. There's a lot of like anti, despite he's putting up all these numbers, he looks great. There's a lot of like anti Harden lingo in the conversation right now. I feel like at plus 350, I wouldn't put my money on that. It's not good enough odds to a guy that's just a lot is looking, despite his great play, a lot of it is looking like out of his control right now. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? That's that's a real sharp move looking at the odds and then saying it's not worth the risk. Well, as a sharp, I'm glad you're telling me that. Yeah, you know, as a sharp, you know, you bet the number, not the team, not the player. I'm just not, I'm a little worried about Luka, too. I know he's putting up great numbers right now. He's playing out of his mind. But can he do it for a full season? And is Dallas going to be good enough where at the end of the year, the argument comes in that they didn't win enough games for him to win MVP? I agree. I would not put money on Luca. Um, especially, I mean, they've gone from before the season. He went from a uh, fifty to one odds to sixteen to one odds. Like that's that's a huge jump. I feel like you're just like losing. If, if you put it on like before the season, like good on you. But right yeah. now, you're just like you, you're just like riding the public because they're all excited about him, almost averaging a triple double. But he's going to come down to earth. He's going to hit a sophomore or something. And you're right. They're not going to win enough of the games. Yeah. And I think that's something to, you know, to remember too, that it, it is a factor when they're thinking about MVP and the storylines are huge. And if Dallas turns out to be the seven or eight or seven or six seed in the West, it's going to be much harder for him to win the MVP. So I, I'm probably sticking with, I think Giannis is a decent shot, but once again, you're not getting great odds. But I really, there's no one else I really like that I think that can overcome him and Harden. All right. Uh, you gave us a great Taco Tuesday stat. Do you have a another advanced stat of the week for me? Yeah. So I, I took a deep dive into, um, you know, the story came out in the beginning of the year of James Harden and his numbers when he also is in a town with great uh, adult nightclubs would probably be the proper term yeah. just to be politically correct. Yeah, yeah. If there if there's great strip clubs in a town, James Harden's numbers have over the past three years gone down. Yes. And then so I took a deeper dive into that as well. And now that he's with his his buddy again, Russell Westbrook, um, I know what it's like to, you know, not see one of your pals for a while and then you go out of town, you're gonna have a good time. And right now, yep. if you look at Russell and James Harden's plus minuses, and if you sort them by, you know, the top plus minus versus the lowest, 
His lowest for James Harden, he went minus 17 in Denver, minus 17 in Miami, minus 14 in Brooklyn, minus four in New Orleans. All cities that are good times. Then if you look at Russell Westbrook, he went minus 46 in Miami, minus 15 in Brooklyn, minus six in LA, and then also minus five in New Orleans. So I especially think the Miami one just completely, you know, threw him off. James is a regular going to Miami and getting after it. But Russell is good. As a good pal, yeah. went with him. He probably wasn't prepared. And so to me, the numbers are pointing out that when they go to a city where they can go and get after it, they're getting after it and not playing their best. So something to potentially think about yeah. for the rest of the year is where they're, where Houston is playing on the road. If they're playing in, you know, when they played in Washington, they were fine. You know, Russell was plus two. You know, Denver, they both play like crap. They probably ate edibles the night before, ate Taco Bell all night. Maybe it was on a Tuesday. And you know, probably were a little sluggish the next day. I get it. So you're you're saying that it goes to another level besides just the James Harden strip club stat. You're going you're gripping in Russell Westbrook, the buddy strip yeah, club stat. As a good pal, he's not going to let James go to a strip club by himself. That's just depressing on a weekday night. Yeah, even if you're James Harden. Yeah, even if you're James Harden. But if with your boys, you know, it's not as bad. I mean, in Minnesota, we got James going plus 16. And, you know, Russell didn't play that game. He was uh, he was injured. But they had no problem there. James had no problem in Memphis. Um, and no problem in Chicago. Which, you know, Chicago's a good city. But... It's no Miami, it's no New Orleans, it's no Brooklyn. So I don't think we have enough data to really prove this out yet. But, you know, it's an interesting correlation, I think. All right, I get it. All right, so uh, maybe going forward, take a take a look at where Miami is playing on the road and uh, take that into account when uh, trying to fade them as if, uh, is, it, is it a good party city? Because... Uh, Definitely not just the strip club stat, but just the par- the party nature of the city in itself uh, with Harden and uh, Russell yeah, Westbrook getting you know, after Especially it. When, when you're with a buddy, you know, there's going to be nights that you want to go out, but maybe your buddy doesn't want to. But since you're all hyped up, he gets suckered into it and vice versa. So I think they're playing off each other and they're basically no days off. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.